Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. This podcast is part of the Out and About series, where we talk to business and community leaders, organizations, and anyone outside library doors to learn a little more about them personally and professionally. And as always, we'll find out what they're reading. Today we welcome author and Steubenville native Brian Hershey. Brian has penned four books of horror. His newest release, Damn to Live, is what we're here to talk about today. Damn to Live is part of his Werewolf series and is second to Forgotten Sin. Welcome, Brian. Welcome home. It is so exciting to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. So I want to know, how long has this story lived inside of you before it went to pen and paper or keyboard, however you (laughs) put it down? Well, let me think. How old am I? Uh, So, uh, no, I would probably say that the idea came to me uh, close to 2009. Um, And uh, from that point, it it was really about, okay, let's set the timeline. Let's figure out the, uh, the ins and outs of how it's going to be presented. Um, what uh, characters need to be involved, how I wanted to set up the perspectives. And it just so happens that it, it we had a full moon on that Halloween. <laughs> Perfect. That, that year. So I said, oh, I cannot resist. I have to actually go, go with this. And uh, ever since then, it's just been building and building and building and building. So then you do the layout and you know exactly how your book is going to progress as you're writing or oh, how... I know the very last word that, I, that I'm going to write before I even start writing anything. So I know how everything is going to end. <laughs> well, I love, you're right, I just finished up Forgotten Sin. Absolutely loved it, as Thank I you. had shared Thank with you. you. Yeah, so when I got my hands on the new copy, I started reading it last night. Of course, I wasn't able to get very far. I only got through three chapters. But <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But um, what, what I do enjoy about your writing is how descriptive you are. Uh, and I can actually visualize the scenery as I'm reading. I love it. Um, do you use present surroundings as you write or do you make it up as you go because it's very descriptive yeah both um i think if there's a specific setting that i know or that everyone could know such as an office building or uh, maybe a a, a public building a, a community center something along those lines i can easily just pull up pictures or i can just go based off of the memory that i have of uh the ones that i have been to, but um, for the most part, I have to imagine myself being in these locations. And as you well know, uh, these books actually take place overseas. Yes. Um, have so, you been to London? Is that no? And that's why why people say, "How did you? How did you do that?" Google Earth is wonderful for that. I got to walk the streets of London, Cambridge, awesome. all of these different places just by doing a few clicks, so I could get the street names correct. I could get the buildings correct. You could even go inside certain buildings and stuff like that. So it, it really became this fun journey of, okay, well, where can I go? 
Yes. And just so you know, I have to plug the library, of course. We do have a database that's called <laughs> A to Z uh, World Maps. So it gives you actually like weather and different things oh, like yeah. that. That plays <laughs> right into all, all of it. So when you're thinking about the atmosphere that the characters are going to interact with, whether it be the physical location or if they're outside, you have to get those details absolutely accurate. Yes. Perfect. You did a great job. As much as you possibly can, at the, at the very least. Uh, just because you want it to be believable. You want it to be like something that says, somebody actually says, um, yeah, I think this might actually exist. Yeah, well, and honestly, as I was reading it, I thought, oh, wow, he must have like traveled. And just like I said, because you're so descriptive about everything. And I thought, worldly guy here who's, you know, sharing this information with us. So I'm glad that you're doing so, the research for it, because that was one of my worldly, questions. Worldly yeah. through my computers. <laughs> and just about all of us are, right? Um, as for the characters, is there a piece of you that is in each of them? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I, can, I can truly say that um, Dr. Maya Bishop is my alter ego. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, who, who is she your favorite? Uh, you know what? I, I love all of my characters. Mm -hmm. They all serve the, the, the purpose of telling the story. Um, but when you start with one, you, you grow attached. Yes. And, and as I was reading Damn to Live, because of, of course I told you I just finished up Forgotten Sin, so for me everything was still kind of fresh. Right. But I was so excited um, when I started um, seeing Osborne, Robert Osborne, mm -hmm. and the characters in Damn to Live, because you don't start out with Robert Osborne or no. Dr. Bishop. So A whole new cast of yes, characters. That yes. So in chapter two, I was excited to, I felt like I was going home and uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know these characters. I know, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, uh, the men who are, are helping Dr. Osborne um, in his quest to find the yeah. werewolf. Yeah. So that was great. And how we're talking um, the research that you do, but how much research does go into uh, each of the books that you do? Oh, I, w I would say that that's probably the the bulk of my time. The only thing that is second to that is actually sitting down to compose the story, um, just because you run into pitfalls and stuff like that. But no, there's massive amounts uh, of things that you research. Everything from, as we had already talked about, the buildings and uh, the climate to even the, the dialect and dialogue that goes into it. Because you want to be able to, to say things as accurate as possible. So there's been times where I would literally just pull up a podcast or I would pull up a, a YouTube video and just listen to how people talked. So that explains Damn to Live when we have, yes, yes, Correct. the foreign language. Correct. <laughs> just a couple. Yeah, just, yeah. just a few spots. There. Yeah. Um, but no, it, and, it, and it plays in really well to the authenticity of the of the story yes but i think that's also being a, a language arts teacher too it really came because i was i'm listening for the sounds i'm listening for uh the the uh, voice inflections and expressions yes and so when i can translate that into a text and somebody says whoa wow that was really cool how did you do that i'm like yes okay i hit the mark so you are a teacher. What grade do you teach? I teach seventh and eighth. Wow. Creative writing. Do uh, they, well, perfect. Yeah. So do they do they know that their teacher is an author and? What, oh yeah, they they know that after the first day because oh. as soon as they come in, they Google search you and say, "It's Hershey." I looked you up online, and it's like, "Okay, yeah, what oh. you find?" Okay. I wouldn't even think to do that. Or they'll say, you, know, "You had more hair back then." Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they ever has anyone ever brought in a book for you to autograph or? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's or fun. Because I actually I don't use my teaching position to promote or anything like that. Right. It's, it's um, it, I'm in a place of authority, so I really don't want to abuse that. I don't yes. want to. Uh, Absolutely. Post, uh, but if kids ask about it and say, "Hey, do you have a book? I want to read one of them." I tell them you have to bring in parent signature, parent permission, parent guardian has to say this is, they have to know what they're all about yes. before I could ever even consider that. Yeah. So I don't promote, I don't do anything like that, but the kids, they, they search you out. Yes, <laughs> I bet they do. So um, as I was reading the book, let's go through the Wolf Protocol, because um, it kind of reminded me of vampires. So I knew about full moons, I knew about the silver bullet, but I didn't know about, um, I didn't know if you had created this or if that is part of the werewolf culture, as when you get bit, you turn into a werewolf. Is that something that that's, you? That's part of the werewolf culture. Okay. Uh, some people take it as if, it, if you get scratched by a werewolf and bitten, I wanted to go based off of my storyline, based off of my explanations for the werewolf. It has to be a bite. Okay. okay. It has to be. But otherwise, honestly, like you would have werewolves turning around everywhere. Yeah. So, um, so apparently, I don't read too much uh, werewolf books. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought, oh, this kind of reminds me of a vampire. So I wasn't sure if that was something that you had created. And then, too, of course, um, when they. Uh, from Dr. Bishop when she turns into a werewolf from out of anger right. uh, more so. I, and I was actually like kind of picturing the Hulk. It reminded uh, me yeah. <laughs> of, of the Hulk. So I didn't know well, that's well, also the, part of Actually, the Hulk actually falls into that story archetype. Um, because it's a metamorphosis. It's the, and, and the werewolf is really just a metaphor. Yeah. It's our metaphor of that, that internal battle. True, true, yes. So if you get angry, you lose control. If something triggers you, you lose control. Well, the moon, full moon's always been the trigger. Yeah. And so if you lose control at that trigger, it doesn't mean that you can't lose control on other triggers. Right. And then applying some of the science and um, medical knowledge that I was researching for, too, it offered up a very good explanation that not only did it tie the full moon to the werewolf, the bite, but silver bullets, they're all connected. And so there's a reason why a regular bullet won't work. You have to use silver. Yes. It's yes. the number one conductor of electricity. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> well, that's what, I, like I said, you were just so descriptive and, and so it gave me a better understanding as I'm you know, reading through. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it does. Um, so, I wanted to ask you, uh, we were talking a little bit yesterday when you were setting up at the library. Um, You have your own, it's your own publishing company now, right? That you're printing these books from. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And Yeah, and uh, we we shared briefly, but um, when it came down to this, this is a very difficult business to be in. And we have from a writer, as an editor, as an illustrator, as anybody who could possibly be involved. And so when the previous publishing company um, took their interests elsewhere um, and I was able to, to, to get the rights back for Forgotten Sin, um, I just applied my knowledge of this business, uh, but with the intention of creating a platform for not only myself so that I could continue with the storyline and uh, still service the readers that are waiting to see what happens next, but also to create a platform for editors and illustrators 
who are trying to break into the business. So it becomes a little bit more of a stepping stone publishing company, whereas you can offer up anywhere from 18 to to two-year contracts, or uh, 18-month to two-year contracts, and reevaluate and ask the author, hey, have you gotten enough recognition? Do you want to stay with us, or do you want to take and move elsewhere? Mm -hmm. And it it creates a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Because it allows new authors to gain the exposure and the experience. It allows illustrators to come in and do cover art. Uh, or any kind of interior art that may go with it, but then also being able to give editors an opportunity to gain their experience. Um, So again, uh, the whole purpose behind it was to create a win-win scenario for everyone. Well, I'm sure that definitely will happen. And um, again, as we had talked, we are going to be doing a program at the library on how to get published. You will be, um, you know, doing that for us in the the near future. So yeah, sounds exciting. And neither can we because we um, usually when we have um, we have writers groups now starting at the library, and we have a lot of people who are excited and and enjoy writing. And I I know will you know based on your experience like those tips that uh, you will be sharing with us. And um, I would love to do it. Again, I can't wait. I'm excited about it. And I was thinking about it all last night. Oh, good, 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 good. So we could talk about it a little bit later. So I have to ask just one question. Um, We have two in the series. Uh, are we going to see a third one? A- yes. yes. Okay, good, because be- I saw the end of book two. So yes. I thought, all right, I'm excited, yes. looking forward to it and finishing up this one. There will be a third and final uh, book for the trilogy. Okay. So the Werewolf trilogy win, which is three. I mean, I, somebody asked me just recently, well, are you going to do any spinoffs or anything? That I can't even answer yet. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, there are some characters that I could do that with, but I don't know if I want to go down that that path. I think it might be time to uh, also open it up to other authors, uh, as well as uh, write a few different things. Okay. Of other things that are coming down the pipeline. So. Okay. Well, in conclusion, Brian, I always like to ask my guest, "What is your favorite book of all time?" Yes, oh. all time or. <laughs> <laughs> no contest, The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and are you currently reading anything you'd like to share with us? Uh, you know what? The, the one that I'm reading right now is uh, Stone Tongues. Okay. Um, and it was independently produced by uh, Felix Blackwell, and it is astounding. I mean, it, uh, it has my attention. It's every chance I get to sit down and it, it, at least squeeze in a few pages because of busy schedules yeah, or whatnot, it, it, it's it, it's fun. So I, I definitely recommend that one at this time of the year too. So Okay, great. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun book. Okay, well, hopefully you give our readers, our listeners, uh, something new to read. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Visit us in person at your library branch or online at steubenvillelibrary.org.